Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me here at the Corner Cafe. My name is Joshua Benda and we're going to have an amazing episode for you. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and let's get started at the Corner Cafe. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Corner Cafe. My name is Joshua Benda and this is the Corner Cafe. So today we have an exciting guest with us, uh, Rachel Haggerty from North Carolina. She is not only a mother, she is a blogger, and she's an author of one of my favorite books of the year, The Redemption House. So tell me a little, I've, I've been following you guys, following you on Instagram for a while, and um, I'm just super impressed with just you and your family. Tell me about just your family, and specific, specifically, um, tell me about this book. For those who don't okay. know, she wrote a book. It is awesome, like probably one of the best books I've read of 2020 because it was short and I could re-get through it really fast. It was great. Yeah, But exactly. it, was, it was so personal. And I just want to first start at that. What brought you to tell this story? Well, um, it was sort of a, it was a traumatic thing for me and how I process is through writing. And so um, it was just really the Lord telling me like, it's time to write your first book. Um, and so I wrote most of it actually on my iPhone, um, just being a mom of three at the time. Um, that was really the only time I could find to sit down and write. And so um, I wrote it in about two months flat um, and just really enjoyed it. And it was a way for me to process what happened and um, just if I could use my experience to help anybody else, um, I just thought that I would try. And so the first week it was actually on um, Amazon Prime's Top 100. So I couldn't believe it. Um, and I, I just really enjoy writing and um, just thought I would share my experience. And I didn't want it to be, you know, doom and gloom. So I added some humor in there because <laughs> we laugh, you know. Yeah. So, so you mentioned just a little bit like, you know, you wanted to tell what happened. What happened? Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. What happened? Yeah. So um, we had been looking for a farmhouse actually for a long time. It's always been our heart's desire to own just a small farm. And I've always been drawn to historical places and things. And um, so after we had our third child, she was about six months old and I was just looking on, you know, back then it was like Craigslist. This was probably eight years ago. And um, we found this, what looked to be this beautiful historical home. It was built in um, 1820. It was on um, in Janestown on the Deep River. So it was beautiful. The scenes were beautiful. Um, there was actually, it's not working anymore, but there was an old mill um, that was used by the Revolutionary War soldiers. Like it was just, it was really neat. Um, and so I went to go see it and we ended up becoming friends with the couple that owned it. And um, really without praying about it, we just sort of jumped in because I thought, well, this is the answer to all of my prayers. You know, we can restore this place. We can make it a wedding venue, um, which is what we do now in our current house. And um, so we moved in and for the first two months, it was beautiful. I was happy, thriving. Um, and I, it just felt extremely peaceful. And um, until one night, the, well, it was one of my friends at the time. She came over and said that, I just feel like um, God wants me to confess something to you. And um, 
So I said, okay. So we sat on the front porch and she confessed to me that before they moved in, she had a witch doctor and a tarot card reader come in um, and bless the house, um, you know, which is really a curse. And so she sort of unfolded that story to me. And as soon as she left, and you can read it in the book, it's on Amazon, but as soon as she left that next day, um, we were, specifically, I was under extreme demonic attack. Yeah, I remember reading something about that in the book. Like you, there was a scene you talked about where you were in your kitchen, I think, and you saw someone standing in your kitchen. Oh yeah, that was nightly. It was constant. That wow! How? Tell me, just I know people can read about it in your book, but just just sum up. Right. What were you f- feeling about that? I mean, that's that's like something. If 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 I personally were to see that, I'd be like, all right, kids, we're packed, we're gone. Come on, let's go. We right. Out. We out. <laughs> Yeah, um, it actually is, was not the first time that I've seen into the spirit realm. I grew up in a very charismatic family. Um, and so it wasn't, I mean, of course it was terrifying, but I knew that it was a demon and I knew that, you know, I had the authority um, to cast it out. And so I did that a lot, but I, I learned that, um, you know, even though I have the authority to stand my ground, we did not own the property. Mm. And so I learned a lot about that. Um, it actually is important whether you rent or own and um, and it, you know it wasn't anything that we brought in it wasn't even necessarily what the tarot card reader woman you know she sort of unearthed what was already there um, so I was able to see into the spirit realm of um, the couple that owned it was just pure evil they were part of the KKK um, you know they killed murdered um, I saw visions of them burning um, African-Americans alive in their front yard. Um, wow. Just different things that the Lord really began to reveal to me. Um, so this went on for probably four more months. Um, I actually was so severely attacked by a demon one day that my body temperature went down to 94.7. I don't remember if I wrote that in the book, actually. Um and I had to be hospitalized for a time, and they couldn't find anything wrong. <laughs> of course they couldn't. Of course right? not. So I just, um, you know, at first I, I was confused. I was afraid, but I knew just from growing up the way that I did um, and having life experiences like this before, I knew what I was up against. Um, and I knew, you know, they were trying to terrify me. They were trying to, they were trying to, um, you know, get in between me and my husband. They were trying to, you know, they were just, they're just, just trying to distract me. Um, So it was a big season of distraction and um, they impersonated my children many times. Um, And so we, you know, it went on for about four months and I wrote about, I'm pretty sure every encounter Mm -hmm. in the book. Um, And then it got so bad. I lost so much weight. I could not be in the house. And, um, at the time our best friends were in Redding, California and they, I don't know if you're familiar with Bethel. Mm-hmm. So they were doing the school of ministry there. And uh, my husband said enough is enough. So he got me a plane ticket and I literally told him, I will not come home until you have a, another house for us. And so he's fantastic and just works so hard for our family. He found house in high point um, that we were able to really like just recover mm-hmm. for about two years before we moved into our current house, which is our forever home. 
And so, you know, you know what the enemy meant to harm our family and to, you know, totally try to ruin our lives. The Lord has used to bless so many people through this book, through um, what he did, you know, finding the, our current house. And so that will be my second book um, talking about the current house that we're in and how healing and redemptive it is, yeah. you know, because the Lord never allows anything to happen that's traumatic that he's not going to use and he's not going to heal in your life if you let him. Yeah, so um, so you are writing another book then? Yeah, I, I have the first few chapters, um, but, you know, with four kids and everything going on with the uh, pandemic here, um, I'm homeschooling them. So we have um, 12, 10, 8, and 3. Um, so I do that, and then I literally work from home. We have weddings at our house um, and events, baby showers, things like that. Yeah. So I miss having the time to write. <laughs> um, I have my own website, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that's it's on the burner, but it's on the back one because I've got some other stuff going on, but yes. not over, and I, yeah. I've planned so, to write more. Yeah, so... As everybody's going through this pandemic, tell me a bit about like how are you guys staying safe. Are you guys what are you guys experiencing with this? How's it affected you guys other than obviously homeschooling and not working from home? Right. It actually um, my business has never been better. Um, I've been extremely busy. We also own a landscaping company, and my husband has had a very good year. Um, we I've been very knowledgeable about immune systems for a long time, doing a ton of research um, about vaccines with the kids. And so we eat pretty healthy. They take um, supplements. We quarantined for one week and that was only because I really was just trying to get a feel for what was going on. And after I learned that, you know, it's a 99.9% chance that you would be totally fine. um, We've lived our lives normally. I refuse to wear a mask. Um, My children have to they go twice a week to school, um, and they are required to wear one. We go to a charter school. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, we've lived our lives completely normal, and it's important to keep building your immune systems. And when you quarantine yourself, um, it's, you know, depression's at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Kids abused, you know, not fed. It's just, it's one big mess. Um, so I could I could go uh, into politics with you, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's for a different day, another sure, yeah. another sure, life. Yeah. But um, so tell me a little bit about um, I think it's the the Hubbard House, right? You call it? Yes. Tell yeah. me because I you know I thought I'm followed on Instagram. I love you guys as well. How did you get into that whole wanting to host wedding venues or you know senior photos? I've seen what what was that process like? So we moved after um, after the Mill House, which is what I wrote about. That was in Jamestown, North Carolina, and you can actually look it up. Um, I can send you the link. It's actually abandoned right oh. now. Uh, wonder why, right? So, uh, <laughs> wonder. So we, you know, we've been married for 13 years, and I love hosting people. We are constantly hosting Christmas parties, New Year's Eve, you know, you name it. I love hosting. I love feeding people. That's my love language. And so the house is actually 3,600 square feet, and um, there's about four acres on the outside, and we had um, our last child, our fourth one, Luca, actually at home upstairs with a midwife. Mm. And um, it was awesome, fantastic. So background on the house real quick. Um, they were called the Hubbards. That's why we kept it the Hubbard house. Our last name's Haggerty. So it works if we have an H on the wall you know, for both. And we really wanted to honor them. They, he was the only doctor in Farmer, North Carolina. So a lot of babies were born there. 
Um, he, you know, was the only doctor for 30 miles. So there, you know, he had his horse and buggies, 1904. Um, they were actually Quaker and just really, really great people. And um, they actually started a church right down the road that's still there. It's beautiful. Wow. And if wanted to honor their legacy of, you know, after he retired, they used it as a medical museum. Hmm. And so um, I just, it's, history is important to me, obviously. And I just really wanted to transfer their legacy of opening up their home to their community. And so um, there's actually several different books that are published about that family. And I just did a lot of research and felt very connected to them. And so that's why, you know, someone mentioned one day, well, what about if you do weddings? And I was like, sure, because in true racial <laughs> fact, up into things like, OK, that sounds great. Um, and it's been fantastic. I love it. I really thrive. You know, I love being a mom. But this is the other part of me that really flourishes and um, I just really, really enjoy it. Um, I love meeting new people. Uh, I love feeding people, like I said. So it's just, it's a lot of fun and also a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my husband's great and helps me a ton. And the kids love it. They love to be in charge of parking. And um, nice. it's a definitely a family business. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of photos of your kids out helping with the guests. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. Just to they love see it. them out doing it. Um, as a side note, how could somebody, if someone was interested in booking, how would they do it? Would they contact yeah. you directly or? We have a Facebook page, the Hubbard house, and also, um, an Instagram page called the Hubbard house. You can message me on there. You can message me on my personal page. It's Rachel Haggerty. Um, and underneath it, it's the witty uterus, which is the name of my blog. Yes. I'm actually, I actually want to ask about that because that is a funny name and, <laughs> I love it, and I want to know what made you choose that name. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I so I had a blog for a long time. It was called Redemption Red, and I just felt like the Lord was transitioning to me, like in a different season. And so um, I just was toying around with a few different names. And one day, because I love all things related with birth, obviously I love children. Um, I'm an advocate for your body, your choice. Um, you can birth where you want to. And so it was just this, I don't know, like I had several people tell me like, you're really witty. And then I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> and so it made me laugh when it came to mind. And so I, um, asked several of my best friends and they were like, that's hilarious. That is perfect. And yeah. so cause eight cliche names and I didn't really want to use my, just my name. And so I was like, you know what? That's cute. And it's funny. So stuck with it. I like that. It's very, it's unique. I don't think I've heard or seen anybody have that name on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to touch a little bit about something I read, if you can, in your book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. I am so sorry. Ada? I'll say it again. Is it Ada? Ada. Ada. So, yes. Ada. So you mentioned in your book about her birth story, and there was something about <laughs> that that is just, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I was like wondering if you could touch on that. What what was so special about that that you chose to write it in your book? Yeah, she so she was actually a planned home birth, um, and so at 42 weeks, I thought I was having a stroke. The entire left side of my body went numb. Um, I was planning to have her at home. I had all my prenatal appointments in my house, um, and so. She turned breech, actually I'll back up, she turned breech at 40 weeks and that was devastating, meaning she was feet first. Um, 
my midwife was very trained in doing that and I was mentally prepared. There's a certain very safe way that you can have a breech baby. And um, so that's what I was prepared for. And so at 42 weeks, I thought I was having a stroke. My husband came home from work and took me to um, the OBGYN that we had on call just for an emergency. And he did an ultrasound and said, actually, Rachel, the reason why she is breached, the cord is wrapped around her neck. So I had gone to my friend that's a chiropractor and she tried to turn her. I mean, it, it was not happening. I was also, you know, being a guy, you're not going to really understand this, but you have to dilate to a 10 to have a vaginal birth. So at 42 weeks, I had been contracting for about a month and I was not dilated at all. So very dangerous. Her fluid was low, which is very dangerous. And so even then he wasn't pushy. He walked out of the room and immediately I lost it because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I just want her to be here safe. But it's also very traumatic for me um, you know, wanting to have her at home. And so, I, you know, my mom, my parents were there and my husband's parents. And I just said, you know, let's just go ahead and have a C-section. Um, and <clears throat> so within, you know, maybe 10 ish minutes, she was born. Um, but I, they tried, so for a C-section, they had to give you a spinal. And so it took, it wouldn't take. So each time they would do it, they did it three times. It felt like an electrical shock on the right side of my body. Oh. And, um, so during, while they're delivering her, I had extreme, um, like what happens is an air pocket will sort of get up into your shoulder. So it felt like someone was snapping me. And so I said, my shoulder hurt, my shoulder hurts very badly. Well, without asking me, um, they gave me morphine. And so I don't remember her first cry. I don't remember meeting her. I had to ask people like, did you, were you even there in the hospital when she was born? And I was coherent, but I didn't remember it. And so that was, you know, for a woman, it's traumatic. And so um, I had trouble bonding with her. I got severely sick um, with basically anxiety and depression after she was born. And so, you know, go, you know, that was right before we moved into the mill house. And so I, I, you know, I walked into the mill house already traumatized, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and it was not a good place, you know, a C-section's a big surgery. So it was a good place for me to really rest. Um, and so that's why I wrote about her birth story, but um, she's a beautiful girl. She was a great baby, great baby, very fat, very cute. <laughs> and she's eight now and our most laid back child. So we always joke with her. She was just chilling. She didn't want to come out. So it was, you know. it was probably really nice in there. So she's like, no, I'm yeah, I'm... yeah very hospitable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I wrote about that, and I actually wrote several different blogs about her birth um, that I'll send to mothers that you know experience birth trauma. It's a real thing, and um, again, something I'm obviously passionate about. Yeah. So because. From that story, have you had a lot of mothers reach out to you and, you know, and get kind of like yes. ask your soul? That's been a really good ministry for you to talk to these women. And what's kind yeah. of like they're just overall like feeling with it? Oh, yeah. I get, um, again, you know, I used to blog daily and I would get hundreds of messages from women all around the United States and even Japan, Germany, um, I think the last time I looked, I had like 5 million views. Wow. Um, so I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that, again, that Jesus can use any traumatic situation in your life to, um, you know, to minister to others, like you said. And so I was able to really 
you know, being a mother, you want someone that you can relate to. And it's so important. Um, and it's important because one of the tactics, especially being a stay at home mom that Satan is going to use is you're so alone. Nobody is as lonely as you, nobody, you know, is tired of doing laundry and dishes all day and the kids being ungrateful, you know? And so I always want, even in my personal life with my friends, like I always want everybody to feel included. And so I do that with my writing too. I love that. Um, and so I'm assuming that as, as well as your blogs with your book, you've had a lot of great stories of people just reaching out and saying, Hey, this, I related to this. I understand this. I feel this. Is there a story you can like share from someone that like really impacted you? Hmm. Let me think about it. I think, you know, obviously I got lots of emails, but I think for me, what people really got out of it is, you know, some people can be Christians all of their lives and never really think about or experience um, the spiritual realm of angels and demons. And it is very real. Um, and so if anything, it really opened that door for people to say like, oh, you know, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We're, we're battling against prince and principalities. And it's important when we're going through situations like that to think like our battle is not with that person. You know, it with, with you know, um, it's what the demonic realm is very real, and it also taught me how to being a seer in the spirit, how to turn it off. My dad always taught me this. I would say because he he sees angels constantly, and I would say, Dad, is there angels in the room? He said, I don't know. I'm not looking. And so he taught me how to almost like change the radio station or change the TV station. Um, how you can do that spiritually and so if anything it really opened the door for me to talk about um my other experiences not even written in the book um again very i grew up very charismatic um so it was just more of a way from an opening door for me to really talk about that more um yeah. and explain how it made me feel explain um you know obviously the book is very short i didn't write about every single thing that happened in the mill house um, so I was able, you know, I was able to share more of that for sure. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, that's such, I mean, I grew up in a somewhat, you know, predominantly Christian home and, um, that, that whole thing of like angels and, you know, the spiritual was never really brought to me until I went to, um, I don't know if you heard of YWAM, Youth with a Mission. They're heavily involved. Yeah. yeah I did YWAM in Kona. And so it was great to hear someone else who had that experience with like Bethel and something that I did to kind of have that same just experience. And that's just, and then your book just made it like, wow. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So to, I know you're probably, you're on the road. You probably want to get back to talking and having that. Oh, we're fine. I don't have kids. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I do have one, one more question. Um, I see a lot of pictures and posts about Luca. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to know, I mean, was, what's he like? He, is, he seems oh. like the charmer of the charm. He is. He is a flirt. He completely has our hearts. He is spoiled, um, rotten, and he <laughs> knows um, he's three now. And so we're finally having to get to the point where we're having to discipline a little bit. And he is not a fan. Um, if he had it his way, he, he runs, he runs the show. Um, 
a cool thing about him is we have, and I didn't write about this in the book, I don't think, um, but we've lost three babies. And so the first lost, his name is Jude. And um, every vision I have of him in heaven, he has this curly blonde hair. And um, so when Luca was born, he actually had like a reddish tint. And um, my husband's dad has red hair and there's uh, red hair on that side of the family. So I thought, well, that's great. We'll finally have a ginger. So cute. <laughs> and older that he got, um, his hair actually got this white blonde and it's curly. And we've cut it a few times. My sister's a hairdresser. But I cannot bring myself to actually cut it. It's beautiful. Sometimes I call him Samson. I mean, he's just... A, so we're, we'll be in public and people will be like, oh my gosh, your daughter's so pretty. And I just say, thank you. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's just a pretty kid. And that's how, you know, I ordered him. And so um, he's funny. He is, he already at three has this little sense of humor that he's just constantly making us laugh or wanting me to pull my hair out. There's really a 50, 50. Um, he's fun. And I can't imagine not having him. Um, but I'm gonna tell you something. If he was our first child, I don't think we would have had any more. <laughs> he, he's definitely always into something. And if he's quiet, it's bad. Ah. Like, constantly, where's Luca? Where's Luca? You know. Um, but he's fun and definitely completes our family. I love that. Well, that, I had one more question. It's going to be a fun question. I always end with one little fun question, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like the mood and everything like that. So in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet right now? <laughs> Given everything that's going on. Yeah. Be careful who you listen to. Ooh, that's good, that's good. Well, guys, that's it for me. Um, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and talking, sharing about yeah, sharing about you, about your kids. Um, for those who are listening, I'll have all the links to the book, her blog, um, the Hubbard House on the Corner Cafe website. You can check it out. Any questions, you can contact Rachel. So yeah. that's it for me. Um, my name is Joshua Benda, and this has been the Corner Cafe. Thanks, and thanks for coming again.